Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. I want to remind people that uh, Tuesday, if you have not voted, Tuesday is the time to, uh, the last opportunity at this voting in the midterms, and I encourage you to go vote. Uh, Don't you be a slagger. Okay? You go vote. And vote Bible. Everybody say Bible. Okay, you can't can't vote, uh, you know, looks or money or fame. You have to vote Bible. So go go vote. And if you do not do that and you become a slaggart, I'm going to pray that it bothers you until the next election time. <laughs> Already God. If you appreciate freedom, if you appreciate freedom, you vote. Okay? It's a sign of our thankfulness. So I just want to make sure you understand it. By the way, I'm just going to let you know right now. We've been praying around here for years. When we pray for our elections, we pray for righteous leadership in all public offices. Okay? That they're not going to be self-serving, that they're going to be righteous. And I believe we're going to have some great victories Tuesday. All right. All right. Let's get right into this. I'm excited. We started Wednesday night talking about thankfulness. This is thankfulness part two. Thankfulness is not something that we just do in October, I mean October, in November. Uh, Thanksgiving is not just a day of one day a month. Thankfulness is a lifestyle of someone who's been influenced by grace. Grace being defined, like Pastor Zona uh, uh, mentioned a while ago, grace being defined. We spent the whole month of October on grace, but grace is God's divine influence upon the heart and the reflection of that influence in the life. The reflection of it. I'm going to give a subtitle today, The Reflection of Grace. Thankfulness is a reflection of God influencing your heart. We live in a society right now, the culture in America, and I'm, because I'm in America, I've, we've had some people that have been visit, viewing us through live stream that are from other countries, but In America, we've had a lot of turmoil in the last couple of years. A lot of deception, misinformation, lies of the devil. That's why we want righteous leadership. Because if you don't have righteous leadership... Listen, if God is not involved in every avenue, every area of your life, and you just put him off in the hereafter, and that's what a lot of people do. They think when you get saved, that means that my hereafter is taken care of. It includes that, of course. But if you put everything out there, then you kind of think, well, I'll just have to do the best I can until I get to the hereafter. And I got news for you. When I get to heaven, when I get to heaven, I don't need no healing. 
When I get to heaven, I ain't going to need no money. When I get to heaven, I'm not going to need any kindness because it's all going to be there. What did Jesus say to do when he was teaching his disciples to pray? Our Father, if you know it, say it with me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? As it is where? Jesus came to not only do something about the hereafter, but to do something about the nasty now and now. All the promises of God have been given to us so that we can defeat the lies of the devil. And when we allow anti-God rhetoric to infiltrate our thinking and reasoning as Christians, no wonder our everyday life becomes a mess. Now, I'm, not, I'm not being critical of you. I'm trying to wake you up. I've been there before. Okay? Where I let my surroundings, circumstances, what's going on in my life, uh, have the preeminence or the dominance of my thoughts, my actions, my attitudes. And because of that, I become, listen carefully, frustrated. I become full of anxiety. How many of you have been anxious? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Full of anxiety. And then you wonder where God's at. He's 50,000 miles away. That's what the devil wants you to think. God's way off out there. He said, I, this is what Jesus said. I'll never leave you. I'll never fail you. And I'll never forsake you. Okay. He gave us his spirit to be in us forever. Okay? So, we've got to understand a few things about thankfulness. Thankfulness is the reflection of God's influence. When we start being influenced by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit... By the life of Jesus, when we start doing that, then it start, we start becoming thankful. Now, I'm going to add some things to this today, so just get ready. Everybody get, get, get ready. I'm not going to pet your feelings. Okay? Let me just give you a little headline before we read the scriptures. I am going to read the Bible. In fact, you can turn to Philippians chapter 4. Just turn there. I found out a few years back when I started having some physical problems. And uh, those physical problems could turn into very serious problems real quick. And how I was having to adjust. And, and because they were turning, could turn into serious problems... Guess what? I, 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 all of a sudden, you when you get about my age, you start thinking a little bit different. In my mind, I think I'm 50. Amen. My body doesn't always respond to my mind. And so you start thinking about uh, maybe 
your mortality physically, not, not spiritually, but physically. And so I, I had this anxiety that was trying to work against me. And I was kind of struggling with it. You know, sometimes God's got, he's got answers for everything, but sometimes we got such small thinking, it, it, it takes a while to expand it to where God can talk to you. So a period of time went by. I had been struggling with this inside, inside me for a while. Until, I don't know, it was one Sunday morning. I can't give you the date. I can't tell you. I think it was a Sunday morning. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It's kind of like God's influence. God influenced me. Kind of like one of those verses just turned on on the inside of me. And the Holy Spirit took it and just rubbed it all over my spirit until it just illuminated my thinking. Until I found that verse of scripture in the Bible that says that he would make the bed of the sick. It hit me. Ronnie, if you really believe that Jesus has healed you, start making your bed. Now that, some of y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. Because see, my attitude was always, why make your bed? You're going to get in it tonight. <laughs> and it was a, listen carefully. I, I'm, I'm, I'm making a point here. Thankfulness, from that point on, when I make the bed, Zona made it, my, my mother made it all of my life growing up, and Zona made it most of our married life until this started hitting me, and now we fight over who's going to make the bed. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> but uh, when I'm making the bed now, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, that you've healed me. That's right. Listen carefully. How many of you have had a tough night's sleep? You, you it, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a good, big clue. Big clue. Get up in the morning and start making your bed and telling God, thank you for the night's sleep that I did have. Because I've been up where I've never got to sleep. And if you'll start doing that, your emotions, your thoughts, and your body will start responding to your actual faith in God. See, it was an act of faith that I had received my healing. Do you understand what I just said to you? Yes. Jesus healed people and he said, go your way, be whole of thy plague. And it wasn't until they went their way that the healing or the deliverance manifest. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So their gratefulness that they were healed was based upon their belief in what Jesus said and they showed it by their action of going their way. All of these are involved with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is involved with faith. Faith is involved with thanksgiving. And I'm going to give you real simple illustrations for this day's over. You found uh, Philippians 4, yes. verse 6 through 7. Watch this. 
I'll read it out of the King James first. I'll probably read it out of the Amplified before it's over with. He says here in verse 6, oh, well, let's go to verse 4. I think it's 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. How, how, how often? Always. That means when things don't look good. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Had to say it twice. Kind of sound like somebody didn't hear him the first time. Let your moderation or your gentleness be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Watch verse 6. Be careful for nothing. That phrase, be careful for nothing, means be anxious for nothing. Don't be filled with anxiety about anything. Is there anything... Let me ask you a question. Is there a lot of things in life now to be filled with anxiety over? Sure. Dear God, do I get the COVID shot or do I not get the COVID shot? I got news for you. Getting it or not getting it does not keep you from getting it. <laughs> Are you following me? In fact, I was kind of aggravated at one of the, uh, you know, the companies that made the shot. They said, well, we, we never said it wouldn't keep you from getting it. We didn't even test for that. We kind of knew it wouldn't. I'm going to slap you down, you dirty dog. You made everybody put confidence in that instead of God. Don't be anxious for anything. But in everything. How many things? In everything. Whether you get the shot or you don't get the shot. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, watch this, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding. There is a peace that goes beyond explanation. You can't explain it. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Pastor Zona made a statement Thursday morning on, on teaching thankfulness, and she kind of gave you a clue today about thanksgiving is a language to God in the form of worship. I looked at a definition today, and it, it takes it to a little bit different degree, and it says thanksgiving is a grateful language to God. Grateful language to God. Let me give you a definition for the word grateful. Grateful is warm and deep appreciation for kindness received. For example, if you are holding the door open for somebody and they appreciate it, they say what? Right? Somebody that you open the door for and they don't even say thank you, they do not appreciate. I want to let the door slam them in, in, in the face. I said, that's what I want to do. That's not what I will do. Okay? I don't open that door just for you. I do open it for you. But I don't just open it for you. I don't hold it open just for you. I hold it open for me. 
because I'm appreciative that I can walk through the door. Are y'all missing that? People that don't learn that appreciation and gratefulness may not be able to walk often. We take so many things for granted. And we think that by our own strength and our own might, we're blessed. And we are not. By the way, I just want to ask you this question. How many of you know whose breath you breathe? Did you create the breath you breathe? No. It was God that breathed into you. And you became a living being. I know that this sounds so, Pastor Ronnie, this sounds so minute. This sounds so, there's no big revelation here. No, but it is so profound. And it is a lifestyle of someone who's been influenced by God. It is a lifestyle. All right? You still with it? All right. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. And the reason why I'm reading it out of the Amplified is because some of you need it Amplified. Verse 4 again through verse 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, gladden yourselves in Him. Again I say rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness. Wow. Your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearance in spirit, forbearing in spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue... To make your wants known to God. Now I want to stop here just a minute. I want you to get that. Continue to make your request known to God. If faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And Mark chapter 11 says, For us to use the God kind of faith when we make these requests, when we pray, He said, believe when you make that request, when you pray, that you receive them. When do I receive them? Mark 11, 24. When do I receive them? When I pray or make that request, right? So, and then he says, and then you shall have them. Now, how do I, if I've made a definite request based upon the God's promises... And yet I don't see anything different. I have, my circumstances have not changed. How do I continue to make my request known unto God if I've already asked him? And by the way, the Bible says that all the promises of God, listen to this. Some people here today need to hear what I'm fixing to say. All of the promises of God are yes and amen. And what? All right, get rid of that notion that God, that God sometimes says yes and sometimes he says no. He cannot say no to his promise. 
But you have to use faith. Listen carefully. You have to use faith when you ask him. What is faith? It's confidence in God to keep his word. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. So how do I, after I've already prayed and made a definite request unto God, based upon that promise, how do I, how do I continue to make that request known unto him without violating my faith? Because if I ask him again, I'm saying that I didn't hear the answer the first time. How many of you have children or had children grown, grown, grown up in your... You had kids, right? And you told them, if you will clean your room, I'll give you some cookies. So they go in there, they like their favorite cookies and you've got them and you've made this promise to them if they would clean their room, you would give them cookies, right? Right. What if... After you've made that promise, they say, Mom, Dad, can I have some cookies? I already told you. Clean your room. You clean your room? We're going to get you cookies. What if they ask you about five times in a row within, the, within ten minutes? They're telling you that they don't believe they're going to get their cookies. And then finally you get aggravated. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. And finally you get out. Haven't I already told you? Get in and clean your room. Are you following me? So all you got to do is go in there and clean your room. So they go in there and they clean their room and you give them the cookies. How do I continue to make the request known unto God without saying to him, I didn't believe you the first time? How do I do that? You say, thank you. Lord, I thank you. Do you know what I've been doing while I've been making my bed and my body didn't feel totally healed? I've been making that bed. Thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes I'm healed. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you that you heard my request. Thank you, Lord. I just want you to know I thank you for my health. Amen. I want you to wake up about right now. This is profound. And most people don't do it. Most people complain and gripe and murmur to God about their condition. And God says, I've already given you a promise that will take care of the condition, but you have to learn to operate in it. Are you listening? It's going to get really deep here in a minute. Turn to your neighbor and say, where are your boots? Let's look at, verse, let's look at verses 6 together. Do not fret and have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, being content with its earthly lot whatsoever sorted is that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount up guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What will happen when you start learning to practice 
thanksgiving because God has influenced you and your situation, it's going to start putting a guard on your mind that is run rampant with anxiety. I'm assured of my health. Are you following me? There's people that, nah, nah, Brother Ronnie, you just never know what God's going to do. Yes, I do. He's going to keep his word. He's going to keep his word, but as he keeps his word, I have to agree with him. Okay? Man, oh man, oh man. Y'all still with it? All right. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified again. We're going to go to a different verse, and we're just going to go to the Amplified because I see that you need amplifying. <laughs> All right, prob, uh, let's go to Psalms 55, verse number 22 and 23. Glory to God. This is what gives me hope for our nation right here. Right here. Okay? Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Watch verse 23. But you... O oh God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in, lean on, and confidently rely on you. Right. Yes. Woo! Isn't that great? Guess what you got to do? Cast your care. Cast your burden. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23, while we're in the area. Verse, uh, well, verse 3, and I, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit. These guys didn't know it, so it wouldn't hurt you to bring your Bible instead of being lazy anyway. <laughs> and we're going to cheat on, uh, we're going to take the first part of verse 4 too. Listen to this. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit, trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. The Lord, listen to this, the Lord has made everything to accommodate itself and contribute to its own end. Let me give that to you again. All right? Listen to this. The Lord has made everything to accommodate itself and to contribute to its own end. So if I roll my cares, my works over on the Lord, He is going to establish them. Okay? Are you following that? Yes. How do I do that? I have to use faith. Faith is, listen carefully, a trust or a confidence in God to keep His Word regardless of what I have facing me and the circumstances that oppose me and the fears that try to come against me. Okay? I have confidence that God's going to keep His Word. I have confidence. I have confidence. Okay? That's what faith is. And I take Him at His Word before anything changes. 
I decide to believe that. Now, let's define the word belief. Belief is holding something to be true. How many of you ever believed a lie? The rest of you, you're lying. Because every one of us have had a lie we believe. What did we do with that lie? Nobody says, I'm going to believe a lie. Because believing means holding it to be true. Are you understand what I just said? That's why we need correct and precise information. And the source of that is the Word of God. Okay? So in that source of the Word of God, which is the truth, I hold that to be true. Your heart was designed to believe. That is your believing mechanism. Okay? And so when God says something, you say, God, I believe it. The reason why you're so skeptical about God is because you believe the lie of others. So many times you've been disappointed. And the Bible says, those that believe on the Lord shall not be disappointed. It says that the word ashamed in the King James, but it means disappointed. Those that believe the word of God will never be disappointed. Say that with me. Believing the word of God will never disappoint me. Now, believing everything and everybody else will. Even if they have good intentions. Are you following me? Now, how do I respond to that? If I believe God's word, I respond with a thank you. If his promises are yes and amen, which the Bible says they are, how do I respond to that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Everybody say thank you. Thank you. Now, <clears throat> let me give you another Thankfulness is the reflection of the influence of God upon the heart, which I've already said. Thankfulness is also the attitude of Bible faith. Let me give you an example. Everybody say suppose. Suppose. Not everybody said that. Say suppose. suppose. All right, I'm going to give you an example, and I want to make sure you understand that this is a suppose. Yes. Suppose today with high inflation that I told you that I've already paid for $1,000 worth of groceries at HEB for you. HEB is our local grocery store. Suppose I said that. Everybody say suppose. Suppose. You know, get that. Just want to make sure. I don't want somebody coming. I want my thousand dollars worth of grocery passing around. Okay. And I said I've paid for a thousand dollars worth of groceries for you at H E B. All you've got to do is go down there and 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 tell them, show them the receipt. The Bible is a receipt. All the promises of God are God's receipt. They're receipts of what's been paid for. 
When was it paid for? At the cross. Okay. And so I say, take this receipt, go down there and get your $1,000 worth of groceries. Okay. What would you do? What would you do? I gave you the receipt. What would you, what would you do? Now, if you really appreciated it, you would say thank you. If you were in desperate need, you would say, oh, I really thank you. Right? But how many of you know that thank you, listen carefully, that thank you is also an attitude of faith. It's not just verbiage. I want you to pay attention right here. Everybody say, pay attention. Pay attention. It's not just verbiage. It's an attitude. If you really appreciated it, you would go collect the $1,000 worth of groceries. But just because you said thank you doesn't mean you got your $1,000 worth of groceries. Let's go back to my scenario about healing for my body. God says he's going to make the bed of the sick. So guess what? Thank you, Lord. I can sit there every day and say, Lord, I thank you that my bed's made. Or I can get up there and make the bed. The appreciation that I have a bed is to make it. appreciation of what sleep I did get is to make the bed. How many of you bought your, ever bought a, a car that's new to you? That's just, okay. When you first got, got it, you showed it off to everybody and you didn't any, let anybody even breathe on it. <laughs> but you've had it, uh, you know, six months. Hello. Windshield wiper blades are falling apart. There's old pizzas stuck underneath the seat. And then you start saying, this piece of junk. Huh? Is anybody? You relate to somebody else. Okay. If you really appreciate the vehicle... It doesn't matter whether it's new to everybody else. It doesn't matter how old it is. You're going to wash it. You're going to change the oil. You're going to change the windshield wipers. Hello? Yeah. And you're not going to pray that somebody steals it from you so you can collect insurance. <laughs> Are you? Why is that? Because you're thankful for your mode of transportation. Yes. Are you understanding now where we're headed? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm doing good on time. The word thankful. Listen to what it says. The word thankful in the Webster's Dictionary means conscious 
of a benefit received. Conscious of a benefit received, well-pleased, glad. Regarded as a feeling of appreciation. And then it gives a scenario there, and it puts an example. We give thanks for what we are about to receive. Did you get that? We give thanks for about what we're about to receive. Jesus, set a fire underneath them. We give thanks for what we are about to receive. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's your name? What's your name, sir? Oliver. 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 Okay. Oliver, I'm doing this more for what you're going to learn. Okay? I don't know nothing about you. I don't know you very well. Okay? All right, Oliver, I have $40 right here that I want to give you. Okay? Now, wait a minute. What would you do? What would you do right now? Uh, I'd say thank you. Thank, you'd say thank you, but your words alone would not be everything. You're getting up out of that seat, shaking my hand, is an act of thankfulness that I gave you that $40. I want you to remember that lesson. Okay. It's not just what you were receiving. Are you following me? It's not just what you were receiving. Because you're going to have needs tomorrow. It is the very act of a gratefulness because of an influence upon your situation that is beyond you. Do you understand what I just said now? Yeah. People pray all the time, but they don't do it in faith. And they'll make statements. Well, let's just, let's just pray. Well, a lot of prayers are full of unbelief, fear, doubt. It's not taking God at his word. And we, we'll just make, well, just say a prayer for me. No, if you're not going to pray the prayer of faith, don't waste your breath. Okay? I don't want people praying for me that don't know how to pray in faith. I want people that know how to take God at his word. Are you understanding? Now, these are simple truths, but they are profound. If you don't get these fundamentals, you're going to have a harder time than you think. There ain't no sense in trying to go deep in anything. It's not just what you receive from God. It's the very fact that you're operating in faith with the gratitude. That's what he was saying in Philippians 4, 6. Let your request be made known. 
your specific request known unto him. Continue to make it known with your thanksgiving. Your thanksgiving is an act of faith. And it's not just the verbiage, it's the action of receiving it. My father-in-law, I, I, I was telling Zona, I was th thinking about him on the way to church today. In fact, before we left, but I was thinking about it again, and I want to make sure I give you this. He has given me a few things through the years, but Zona, Zeta, Fred, they, 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 can they can say amen to what I'm saying. If he gives you something, if he gives you something, and it's not enough for him to say thank you, for you to say thank you to him. That's, that's the beginning. The next step is you better go get it. Because if it's still there two weeks later, he's giving it away again. Are, are you following me? I mean, it, it, you know, uh, we've had, he's had people uh, tell him, thank you, and then they want him to store it, too. Right. Y'all missed that. God, thank you, but uh, store it and wait till I get to heaven to get it. When I get to heaven, I don't, I don't need anything about this body. I'm going to have a new body. Are you kidding me? I won't have to, I won't have, to have any mending on this body. My point is, so many of God's people don't get what I just said. It's not enough just to say thank you with words. That's the, that's the first start. The next thing is to follow through with getting or receiving what has been given. Now, how do I do it? And, and sometimes I had to drop what I was doing. Zona had called me on the phone. Daddy just gave me this. Drop what you're doing and get out there and get it. <laughs> and we did. And you know what I found out? Because we responded that way, he would give us more stuff. Are you, are you hearing that? That's what God is saying to us. We want our country back. He's given us an opportunity. You can't sit on your blessed assurance and want everything to change. He said, I've already given it to you. That's what he was telling the children of Israel. I've given you a land that flows with milk and honey and you're sitting on your blessed assurance and you're griping to me about it. And he said, you know what's going to happen? You're going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years now and I'm going to raise up a generation and act on what I said. Are you listening? Yeah. How many people have you known? None of them in this church. But how many people have you known griped about the situation in America and won't even vote? Not even registered to vote. And it's a shame on Christianity that we're over here griping about society and saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus, get us out of this mess. 
And yet you're complaining that your children are being taught crap. And God is saying, I'm giving you the land. Get registered to vote. Believe that it's going to count. Then show up and vote. That means taking off from work if necessary. Hello? You're telling God, I thank you that you put this in my possession. Hello? Oh, man, this is good stuff. Keep me, keep me preaching for another hour. <laughs> I'm not going to quite go that long. The value of something that is given is shown in our appreciation of it. Now listen very carefully. That's why we have a problem in our society. We take for granted so many things. If, if, if you, how many of you want a, want a new home? You'd, you'd like to have God to give you a house. It's only I believed God for 10 years. You want God to give you a house? Mow the yard where you rent. Mow the yard where you rent. Hello? Mow the yard where you rent. If you, and, and the Bible puts it like this. If you can't be faithful with another's, why would God give you that which is your own? I mowed not only the house where we rented, I mowed the churchyard. I mowed my mom and dad's yard weekly without them paying me. Boy, that's a novelty today. And we didn't live there all the time. We only lived there 10 months. We mowed it weekly. Our day for men's owner, our days off on Saturdays is me mowing mom and dad's yard and her rolling mom and mom's hair. Are you listening? And God started looking at that and says, hey, there's somebody that puts value on what is another person, so I'm going to give them what's their own. By the way, I just want to let, I just throw this out here. One last, you know, I'm drawing to a close. <laughs> you, need, you need to understand a few things. Everything that you have in this life, everything, was given to you. You didn't bring nothing with you. You had to, they had to give you a diaper. <laughs> you didn't bring anything in. You're not going to take anything out. Everything was given to you. Your first breath, your last breath. It's only yours to use. If you will be thankful to God, God will say, hey, 
they're taking seriously with appreciation and gratitude what I've placed before them. They're going to make use of it. They're going to take the freedoms that I've ensured to them, to this generation, and they're going to use it with gratitude and ensure it to somebody else. You inherited life and you're going to give life as an inheritance to somebody else. Yes. Are, you, are you understanding? Yes. But if you don't, and we live in a generation who don't understand anything I'm telling them. Thank God you're here. You chose to be here. Right. Yes. This is important. If I, don't, if I don't show God, I tell God all the time, I, I'm kind of giving you a few things behind the scenes and put your hands on your ears on them. I tell God all the time when I'm, particularly when I'm not around her, Lord, I love that woman you gave me in there. I'm not like Adam. God, the woman you gave me. It was her fault. I learned better than that. <laughs> Here, maybe Eve wouldn't have fallen Pray to the lie of the devil had Adam showed more appreciation. Woo! Hallelujah. A lot of homemade apple pies right now. You see? And now, and because of that, listen carefully, because of that lack of influence upon men, it's now become reflected in women. And now we despise our, our God-given, listen carefully, our God-given positions that God gave us. We despise them. That's how confused the world is. There's no influence of God in it. So we spend all the time trying to even change the color of our skin, trying to change our sexual, uh, of the body of our, you know, our bodies. We tried to talk, change all that. And it's all anti-God. It's not influenced by God. And it doesn't work. Well, it's pretty obvious it doesn't work. Have you ever noticed those people from that community are very hateful most of the time? Have you ever noticed that racism is hateful? Listen, nobody, I don't know anybody, anybody that had a choice in what color of skin they have. That's right. I didn't get to choose it. If I'd have chosen it, I'd have been tall, I'd have been tall dark, and handsome. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just settle for handsome. <laughs> I didn't choose it. You follow? You didn't choose the, the male or female body you were born in. You didn't have no say-so about that. Well, I can say so. so. No, you can't. Listen, you cannot change your DNA. Amen. Cannot be done. Because it came from God. The point is, we're not appreciating it. We're unthankful. If you look into the scriptures, unholy and unthankful are synonymous. When God starts influencing a person's heart, 
and started reflecting in their thankfulness. I'm grateful. Glory to God. I'm, I'm almost through. Almost. This is the third closing. <laughs> third and final. Do you know that I didn't have no say so, neither did you, about when you would be born? Yeah. God chose me for this generation. That means I got to love this generation enough to be grateful for being born in it and quit griping and fussing and murmuring and let God use me to change my sphere of influence. Because right. the world's messed up. And ain't no politician unless they're influenced by God is going to help change it. They'll keep making things worse. Glory to God. Because if, if I'd have chose, I'd have chose to be born in the West with a six gun. <laughs> you turn to your neighbor and say, thank God he wasn't born that time. <laughs> Praise God. Father, I thank you right now for every person in the sound of my voice. I thank you, Father. Those that are here in the auditorium, those that are viewing by live stream, I'm grateful that you drew them here by your spirit. I thank you for the word that you're saying to all of us. Holy Spirit, take the written word of God, the person of Jesus, and influence our hearts. Those of us that know you well and those of us that may be just now getting acquainted with you. Influence our hearts with your word. Transform our thinking. Give us the attitude of gratitude. Lord, you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, Father, I thank you that you know every detail of every individual. You even know the number of hair on our heads, the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Holy Spirit, do your work of drawing us, convincing us, convicting us. Jesus, we're grateful that you went to the cross, took our place in hell, and rose again the third day to justify us where we could even have a relationship with you. Parent to child. Father, we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that we have access to the throne of grace. We thank you that you said you'd never leave us, fail us, or forsake us. Now, Lord, 
I speak to every set of circumstances that are contrary to the Word of God and the price that Jesus paid at the cross. I command those circumstances to change based on the Word of God. If someone has pain in their body right now, get ready because I'm going to speak to that pain. As I do, the very influence of God is going to affect that pain and it's going to leave. In the mighty name of Jesus, through the merits of the cross and the power of the resurrection, we speak to this pain, the nature of this pain, the cause of it. We rebuke it and we command it to go. Father, we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that this pain depart. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord that you give witness to your word in Jesus' name. Would you stand up with me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, Lord, as we get ready to leave this place today, we thank you that your grace would surround us like a shield. Follow us wherever we go and that we would hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. Lord, you've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the name of Jesus to use, which we invoke right now. Would you say this with me? In the mighty name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, I thank you that you so fill us full of your love that as we go into our everyday life, that every person that we come in contact with your love would ooze out of us and touch that individual or individuals with the gospel of the truth in Jesus' name. I want to remind you before I let you go, if you haven't voted, Tuesday is the time to vote. Go represent Jesus in that voting booth and let the Holy Spirit visit you there so that it can be reflected in the outcome. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Give somebody a high five and say, I'm glad you were here at church today. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.